What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we'll be getting into two international dra draft prospects in Osman Jang and also Kai Soto, two people who I've been requested to do. So I'm going to go ahead and, and cover them as well. Both two prospects, by the way, that are better NBA prospects than Kofi Coburn. But without that being said, we're also be talking about some of the rumors now going around that the Mavs may try to pursue pursue Zach Levine in a sign and trade. We'll talk about the realities of that happening and not all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, to jump right into it, I'm not going to stick on this long. I also talked about this over on Locked on Bulls today, and I don't like double talking about things. So, I'm going to talk about it briefly. There's been more rumblings going on that the Mavs may try to pursue Zach Levine in a sign-and-trade. Now, it's it's highly unlikely to happen for a couple of reasons. A, um, at least the way that the deal would, the, the rumored acquisition or the rumored player that the Mavs may be looking to dual sign-and-trade in that case would be Jalen Brunson. If that happens, the Mavs would also hard cap themselves. I don't think the Bulls would hard cap themselves. Somebody fact check me on that one. And while the Mavs have not paid the luxury tax since 2011, um, bringing in Zach Levine, uh, they'd also have to give up like Brunson, Maxi, uh, maybe even throwing in another player to really make everything work out. Uh, the, also, the financials of a sign and trade needing to like a Jalen Brunson sign and trade, uh, they'd only be able to officially take back um, half of his salary, whatever salary he signs for back in a sign and trade so they would have to like use other other deals to, to offset that salary it's not very likely and i know right now i, I will say this in uh, you know surprisingly a lot of you guys in the comments before have said like luke and zach, i would love to see luke and zach uh pairing I, I would like to see that on the bulls i think that pairing would work it seems like some people are against that but um what i'll say is that you guys know i'm i'm still very confident that the bulls are going to uh, be be bringing Zach Levine back, especially with everything talked about. They're they're going to be offering him the max, which I, which I've been telling you guys, right? All the talk, uh, you know, the Bulls are going to offer him the max. If he takes the max or not, that's a different that's a different uh, uh, conversation. Uh, he could do some interesting things on sign if he does decide to sign a two on one to get himself back into free agency sooner. But with knee issues, we've talked about this a little bit. But with the knee issues, with his age, he'd be thirty at that time. Take the long term money. That's probably the easy bet. Um, so. We'll see. I will say this, that, you know, Brunson, 6'1", uh, point guard, doesn't, he's not a replacement for Zach Levine. Again, I wouldn't. Like, he's scoring over 20 points per game, 4.6 rebounds a game at his height. Like, he's a he's a player. And he's not a player that I wouldn't mind having on my team just in a vacuum. But considering the makeup of this team, if we did were to lose Zach Levine, it's, that's, that's, I don't, I don't know if the Mavs have a realistic deal. Keep in mind, because in a Mavs sign and trade, much like the Lakers, the Mavs are already $156 million uh, salary without re-signing Brunson, without possibly signing for, for Zach Levine or trade signing trading for Zach Levine. Um, so they have to have the Bulls agree on whatever deal. It's not like they can sign him and then if the Bulls don't accept whatever signing trade they offer, they can still sign him. They would have to do something that the Bulls agree with or do some drastic things to cut some salary. Don't see that really happening. So it's not like it's it's noise. It's something that it's going to be made conversation of because we're in the summer, people looking for content, things like that. Um, and, you know, it's a conversation to, to, to be had. I would think that if the Mavs are looking for another star to pair ne next to Luka Don Doncic, Zach Levine being probably one of the bigger name free agents out there is something. There's also some rumblings that they may go after like a Mitchell Robinson or somebody else. So 
the Mavs are going to probably be movers, definitely, this offseason. I don't think that's going to be for Zach Levine, though. Let me know what you guys think down below. Do you think that even if the Mavs did decide, decide that Zach Levine is the guy that they want to pursue, is there a feasible and a reasonable deal to be made that you think that the Chicago Bulls front office would accept? Let me know all that down below. But we're going to go ahead and move into our draft process. We're going to cover actual NBA prospects today, not Kofi Coburn. Uh, both these players project to be much more than Kofi Col Coburn could ever hope to be. All both, um, Well, the first player that we're going to talk about is Usman Zhang, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. He's a 6'9 shooting guard slash uh, power forward. He's 185 pounds, at least is what I'm reading last. Uh, he does have a seven foot wingspan. Um, this, this, listen, this guy is going to be a player in there. Osman Zhang is going to be a player in the NBA. He has a very bright future. He's shooting up mocks as well. At one point, looked at to be a second, a second round pick all the way into the bottom of the first round. And he may even continue to rise. Don't be surprised if you, if you see Osman Zhang's name maybe even selected right outside of that lottery. Some of the places that we, that we you know, that 15, 16 area, do not be surprised. If somebody if somebody does fall to, the, fall to the Bulls that maybe was unexpected, it's because somebody pulled the trigger on Osman Zhang thinking that he, and, and wanting to bet on his future. Um, he's, he's a hell of a prospect. The ability to put the ball on the floor, uh, some passing abilities. He's already shown a nice pull-up game as well. Um, movement without, without the ball. That that's that's a key thing, especially when you aren't necessarily um, has the best physical skills or the faster fastest player to be able to move smoothly without the ball or things like. And he's fast with or without the the ball in his hands. That's another thing. This kid, his outside shot, is not really as consistent as you as it projects to be. Uh, he has a nice outside uh, looking outside shot. Um, and he does project to be one of the players that may be looked at as a still of the draft, especially if he's drafted in the in the lower half of the first round. Do not be surprised if maybe not in the first season, maybe in his second, third season in the NBA, people start looking at, especially when they start looking at redrafts and things like that. They look at Oshman Jang and say, hey, this is a player that could have easily gone in the lottery and have lottery type talent. Listen, this I know this draft isn't looked at to be the, the deepest draft as far as superstar talent. But there's a hell of a draft to be looked at as far as potential star talent, but just very good players who are going to fit a role and be in the NBA for a very, very long time. He has a bright future. He's a he's a he's French. Uh, he played in the NBL as well as the next person I'm going to talk about as well. Um, but listen, while not his stats aren't um, that's why I'm not even going off his stats because I don't really want to offset his potential by talking about the stats. But in fairness and the fact that I've done it before, I'll do it for him as well. In 20 minutes per game in the NBL, uh, he averaged 8.9 minutes per game, um, uh, 0.3 blocks, a half is still a game, 1.1 assists, uh, 3.2 rebounds per game, a free throw percentage of 66%, a three-point percentage of 27%, uh, and an overall field goal percentage of right at 40%. Now, like I said, those stats aren't going to wow you. I, it, keep in mind the NBA, the NBL is a completely different league. His role is also completely different. It's the more so what he flashed in the skill set. The key word in anything that you want to talk about him is is smooth. That every he makes everything look effortless. What he does when he's out there on the court just looks. You guys would be seeing it with the highlights. It just looks like he has a level of polish to his game, especially being his age. He's 19 years old. He just turned 19 this month, meaning that he's going to be a very young player over the course of his career. They're going to be players, much like with Patrick Williams, they're going to be players who come in the draft who are older than Osman Zhang for the next three to four years 
um, that are that are still going to be younger than him. He's a player that is going to need some work. Uh, he 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 is. This would be if the Bulls were to make this pick, it is definitely more of a pick for potential and upside, right? So we've talked about it. Are the Bulls going to pick the best available? Are they going to go with upside? Are they going to go with somebody who uh, is looked at to be able to fill fill, fill a role now? If Osman Zhang is the pick, he will be a pick for the future. Not necessarily what he can come in and do his rookie year, but year two, year three. It's may, his, his first season may be a lot like Marco Simonovic, where we see some of them, and then when we do, we're probably not going to be that impressed with, but he's going to get that season in down in the G League more than likely. And maybe a better comparison as far as not, not skill set or the type of player, but what, the, what uh, Portland did with Anthony Simons. It's just that they really let him be in the, in the G League for a while. And then when he came up, he was really polishing. Listen, but they believed in his his upside the whole time. They believed in what he was going to mean for that team the whole time he was down there. They just they put him down there to help bring him along and get him ready for NBA competition. And that what Osman Zhang would probably be in that first season. So be on the lookout for that. He's a pick again. I, I would rather see the Bulls go for a more right now pick. But I will say this, especially as we look at DeMar DeRozan, um, and what he he may not sign another contract with the Bulls in, in his next two seasons. And if we look at bringing him along slowly, Osman Jang is definitely a player that can play next to Patrick Williams. If Patrick Williams either moves back to the three or Patrick Williams stays at the four and being able to be, bring Zhang in for the other four position. At that point, we'd have two very good, solid ball handling people at the at the four positions that also have hopefully by then Patrick Williams offensive game is even more polished. And we really quite know what we have in him. But Zhang also projects to be a very good, very slick player in the NBA and somebody who definitely can be a starter. Again, depending on how you fill out the rest of the roster, I don't know if he'll ever be the best player on the team. He may never even be the second best player on the team. But I guarantee you he's going to be one of those players that when he, if he, if the potential works out, he's going to be there for a long time and giving solid production on both sides of the ball when you look at his length. Look at the defensive potential and the offense, offensive potential in him. So let me know what you think, guys. Think about this prospect in Osman Zhang down below. Again, hopefully I'm not murdering that name. But let's get into the next draft profile that we're going to do and the last one that we're going to do on this episode, and that is for Kai Soto. Now, reportedly, he already has a promise in the second round for an NBA team. So we know he's going to be drafted. While he For a while there, he was projected to kind of be outside of the draft, maybe even somebody that could have been signed as an unrestricted, I'm sorry, uh, undrafted free agent. At this point now, it seems like he does have a promise in that second round. Now, we know that the Bulls do not have a second round pick. So what does that mean? That promise definitely did not come from the Chicago Bulls. So uh, with a team committing to draft him now, again, maybe that draft that, that pick isn't in the second round. Because as of right now, what I'm reading is just that it says that he has a promise to be drafted. So maybe it is a team. Maybe a team is going to take a shot on him in the, in the bottom round. But Kai Soto is a, is a player unlike, unlike, and I don't mean to do this to, 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 to make shots at Kofi. Like I said, Kofi's a good kid, and I hope that Kofi can find a role in the NBA. But when you're looking at projections and how things project out, Kai Soto does, while in, in playing in Australia, again, the stats aren't going to be anything that pop out to you, but has legit size at 7th, right? He has the size. We know other players have size as well. 240-pound center. He's way more Moby. Moby, way more mobile than a Kofi uh, Coburn as well. Um, also has flashed some passing um, things for him as well. He's a player that that projects to be able to give something. Um, and scouts love him. The fact that he shot up as much as that he has. Yes, he's not the most agile big man. And when he does get into the NBA, he's going to have some learning curves. Don't be surprised if you see him 
And that maybe the first time you see him in his whole first season, you're not impressed at all. But he does have the potential that you can see coming around. Only 20 years old, so a little bit younger as well. Played professionally. Um, so, you know, not necessarily NBA professional, but more used to playing with grown men, grown adults. Um, listen, he is projected and taking a look at just some of the, the, the film that I've seen on him, things like that. Footwork, much more advanced than like a Kofi Coburn. While not the best, it's much more advanced. He also has a better skill set projected for what the modern day NBA game is like. While he is big, while he is strong, he, he flashes more of that mobile skill set that you're trying, that you're seeing for modern day bigs. The ability to go out to, to the three point range, that's something that's going to have to remain to be seen with him but at least projects to have a solid um, uh, uh, mid-range game, solid just overall game. When you look at Kai Soto, this would, this would 100% for whoever drafts him be another potential base pick, somebody that you see that you can work with him for a while and that there's enough bones there that you, that you can think, hey, this guy can give us something. He's ranked right now 49th overall, but he's like I said, he has that promise. So wherever that means he's going to be drafted, if that, if that promise holds true, We'll see. It's probably going to be higher than that. But Kai Soto is going to be a player to watch. He may not be, be a pick for the Bulls. That may be too much of a reach for them. But he, he has legit NBA skills um, and a, a, a modern-day skill set from a big, especially his size, that you can definitely see. Mobile, uh, for size. again, everything that I say is relative for his size, not mobile. It's like he, like he, no, not, very few centers are going to have like Joel Embiid mobility. But for the modern NBA, he's going to be very mobile, projects to be very mobile for his size and somebody who who's going to give you some. He'll will, he will be in the G League initially. Look at him to spend the first year of his NBA career in the G League as well. But with that being said, like he's just he's a he's a player that you can take a look at and think, hey, listen, we have Nikola. Vuj and again, everything that I talk about, I'm going to try to talk about from the perspective of the Chicago Bulls, because that's the team I cover. Whoever knows what team he eventually does go to, what they may see in him. But he's definitely a player that you can see in looking at Nikola Vucevic. And even if, uh, you know, you re-sign Nikola Vucevic to a more two-year, three-year deal afterwards, or you move on to a different center, you, can, you look at at year two, year three, really being able to come in and hopefully by then give an NBA role. Now, the one thing with a Kai Soto pick is that what does that mean for Marco Simonovic? One thing that we really don't know is what this Bulls front office plans are for Marco Simonovic in his second year. I would really think that him and Kai Soto have some overlapping both skills and some overlapping projections as far as go. Now, we know Marco Simonovic is an older player, but with that being said, Marco Simonovic is already here. If this front office is committed to the development of Marco Simonovic, we may not even see them draft a big. We may see them go after a veteran big in the free agent market, but like we've been hearing with the Bulls, a lot of the players that they're interviewing are, are guards and small forwards, not really power forwards or centers. So it really depends on this. A, a, a pick of Kai Soto with a player like Marco Simonovic, which are already trying to bring him along. You know, maybe that may be the deterrent there from the Bulls bringing him in. But like I said, with him already having that promise, I doubt that came from the Chicago Bulls. But I definitely wanted to cover him because a lot of you guys have been asking about it. Kai Soto, I think, has a ton of NBA upside. Like I said, over other players that I've covered as well. It's just if that comes together and when you're getting later in the draft, especially into that second round and you're betting on potential, it's really people go one of two ways. They go with older players that are in the second round or they go high potential with players that are either drafting stash or players that you need to get some season in a year to two years in the NBA G League. But we will see Kai Soto, I believe, in the G League and really see how those skills come across no matter what team he's on. 
And it remains to be seen if that team is the Chicago Bulls. But let me know down below, what do you think about Kai Soto as a prospect? What do you think about the two guys, Osman Zhang and Kai Soto, that, are, that we covered in today's draft profiles? And who do you like a little bit more? Do you think either of them will or can be the pick for the Chicago Bulls? Or do you do one thing that we haven't talked much about, too? The Bulls could absolutely trade for another pick. Not the pick itself, because if they trade for a second round pick, they have to forfeit it. But after the team makes the draft, the team could be drafting for the Chicago Bulls and they make the deal official afterwards. So we'll see what the Chicago Bulls do. These are two two players that have a lot of upside. They're both upside picks more so than seeing or them being the finished pro, pro, project or prospects right now. But let me know what you guys think down below. Thank you for tuning in to Chicago Bulls Central. You can follow the podcast at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. And last, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail, you can talk about the draft prospects. You can talk about free agency with the Chicago Bulls. You can talk about Zach Levine's contract. Anything you want to talk about, you want to sound off on text or voicemail, 773-270-2799. Like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.